Welcome to Peaceful Ease. We all have the necessary strength and wisdom to solve most of our problems. What we often lack is a quiet space to think clearly and calmly. This podcast is all about tapping into that zone of inner wisdom. My name is Mario Pereca, and I'd like to invite you to join myself and Ela Crane every Monday and Friday. We'll be here to guide you to that endless power and insight within until you learn how to get there and function from there by yourself. This is a journey about being authentic, learning how to trust your instincts, realizing that each and every one of us are not just enough, but also perfect the way we are right now. Hey everyone, Mario Pereca here, and I am joined by Ela Crane, and we'd like to welcome you to the Peaceful Ease podcast. You can reach out to us with any questions, comments, ideas, anything you want to share with us via our email address, podcast at peacefulease.com is that address and the website peacefulease.com for all things peacefulease to stay in touch and keep up with peacefulease. You can visit that. Ela, it's so great to be back with you today. How are you? I'm good, Mario. I'm still recovering from the Berlin flu. You may hear it in my voice, but I'm feeling much better. It has a name now. It's the Berlin flu, huh? <laughs> it is nasty, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been some time that you've been battling that, but I think you're on getting close to being on the other side, which is is a good thing because we, are, of course, wish you good and prosperous health. So hopefully that'll be behind you, and hopefully you know your body from going through that is stronger, just because you know it battled it, fought it, and it won. You're a winner. What can I say? <laughs> exactly. I don't think I will be tricked by the same virus ever again. <laughs> That's right. One thing that I kind of want to talk about today that on the last episode, we talked a lot about change and we talked about making change and the beliefs around that and how to create change. And you brought up a really interesting topic that piqued my attention right away. And that is something that you called, and this is what really piqued my attention, you called the golden rule in reverse. Maybe you can explain that and talk a little bit about that. Yeah, sure. I mean, everyone knows the golden rule, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. But I read this in a beautiful book called uh, Running on Empty by Jonas Webb. And I've heard this from different sources, so I don't know where it comes from exactly. But the golden rule in reverse is all about self-compassion and self-care. And as we've been talking about change and New Year's resolutions, I thought if you're not there yet with your resolutions, how you wanted things to be, this may help you. So the golden rule in reverse is do unto yourself as you would do unto others. What that means is, imagine a friend of yours who came up to you and said, you know what, you know, I planned this for this new year. I planned that. I wanted to achieve this. I want to have these things ticked and taken care of, yet I'm not even halfway there. And I feel like I'm failing and it's only the end of January. You would not say, what an idiot you are. <laughs> you would say, it's okay, you know, you are doing your best, don't be so harsh on yourself. You have time, you have a whole year, you can take care of some things now, some things later, and see the good sides, you know, maybe you wanted to lose this much weight, or you wanted to get that much benefits from the program you're following, but you've done halfway, and it's still success. Yet, if this is us, we go back to that rude language. What an idiot am I? How could I not 
do this? How could I miss that? How could I miss that session? How can I miss my goals? Everybody's doing it. Why can I not? Am I lacking self-discipline? And then this creates this additional burden on your shoulders. It's like being your own enemy, yet you have to live with yourself. And the reversed golden rule tells me that you can be friends with yourself. You can treat yourself the way you treat others. And that will be this additional support that you maybe never had in your life. Maybe you never had from your family or friends, but you can be that person you always needed now. It's such a great point. And I think one of the reasons, or I have a theory, one of the reasons people do this, the where they treat others so much better than they treat themselves is because there's no fear of you abandoning yourself, of leaving yourself because you're stuck with yourself. So you can beat yourself up and you're still going to be there and you're still going to, you know, some people may not like themselves, but you don't have a choice. You're stuck with yourself, period, at the end of the day. So you can treat yourself any certain way without the fear of losing yourself. So I think that's part of it. But it really is the way you treat yourself and the way your inner dialogue is and the way you show up, there's an energetic field to that, right? There's an energetic field that other people can feel in interactions, even though you may not say that. It almost gives them permission to treat you the way you treat yourself. And I think that that's something that happens too, is when you treat yourself that way, you notice that other people have, not that they're going to be mean to you or nasty to you, but there's a tendency to maybe not carry that respect. If you don't carry yourself respectfully because you feel that way about yourself, other people aren't going to have that. They're going to have that feel and they're probably not going to go out of their way to be overtly nice and overly respectful. But if you respect yourself and treat yourself and hold yourself to a certain standard, other people will see that and they will most likely follow suit for the most part. So I think that if you're someone that feels like other people look down on you or they treat you a certain way, Maybe start with the way you treat yourself, make the change first, be the first person to make that change internally, and then notice how everyone else shows up. Or notice what you're willing to then take and not take. Because if you treat yourself and hold yourself to a certain standard, you're not going to tolerate other people not following that same standard either. And you'll show up differently and demand a different respect and a different way of being treated. Absolutely. And Isn't that interesting that in society, in the Western society, especially we are very careful with anger. You know, we don't tolerate it well. Yet we suffer a lot from self-directed anger. So, I mean, let me give you an example. Very recently when I was coming from Switzerland to Berlin, Germany after Christmas, we traveled by train. And we decided to take the train at a different stop, at an earlier stop. But we forgot that the train would leave 10 minutes earlier at an earlier stop. It's common sense. But we arrived at the train station, me and my husband, 40 minutes early. And we decided to have a coffee and just enjoy ourselves because we had plenty of time. And as we were sitting in this cafe, I could see the platform and I could see the train. And I thought, okay, the train arrived, so that's plenty of time, like we have 20 minutes or something. And then as we finished our coffee, the train left. And I was like, hang on, what's happening? That was our train, and we still have 10 minutes. (laughs) And then by the time he got down, I realized that this was the earlier station. Hello. (laughs) 
<laughs> and then I had at that moment like two options in front of me. One was the usual meditation training. See the anxiety, see the frustration, see the disappointment in yourself uh, and just watch it. Don't suppress it. Don't push it away. Let it be there, but do not identify with it in Clive's terms. The other option was the Meisner acting training I had in Los Angeles, which was let the anger loose. <laughs> let the anger loose. And I chose for a change to let the anger loose. And I've really felt this kind of fire, like, coming out of my chest. I felt like a fire-breathing dragon for a moment. And I was like, how can I do this? It's just so silly. I just, I was looking at the train and sipping my coffee. <laughs> and I realized as I felt the anger and identified with it, it created so many other negative emotions like disappointment, frustration, and further disappointment. And the fact that I was so angry and disappointed in myself created further disappointments like thinking where is all my meditation training now and it created all this downward spiral where I could easily beat myself up for hours and hours and hours and it felt so strong so real and for a moment I had to just just stop like physically become still to realize and laugh at it that this had become my new reality now, all this anger and disappointment. And as I just could smile at it saying, okay, I'm stepping back from buying you. You know, I'm switching techniques now. I'm switching from Meisner to meditation and switching from identifying with this anger and frustration and disappointment to seeing them. It just got looser. I mean, that is the beauty and the trick of emotions. They're like rainbow, colorful, can be entertaining, mesmerizing, beautiful, ugly, but they don't really, really, really exist like a solid object. And that realization enabled me to just breathe and move away from that self-directed anger and just come back to being friends with myself. Because self-directed anger is like a hedgehog with the needles turned inward. So every time you move around, you hurt yourself with the anger. But if you could just create that space and look at the anger in the eye, you really disempower it. That real world example that you just shared is such a great example because I could see you being there, visualize you being there and just like your eyes getting red and you getting really angry and then coming back down and calming yourself down. And it's funny because I can see it, but I know that's not who you really are. So it probably didn't last long. It probably felt longer to you than it actually lasted in that moment. But for someone like yourself, you know, you're practiced, you meditate a lot, you have diverse, deep meditative training, you know, you can go there right away and you can make that conscious decision. But for the people that are listening that just solely react, they've been in reaction mode up to this point in their life. And when missing a train or something like that would send them into a spiral where they don't yet have developed the tools or the skill set to be able to switch like you did, 
from letting the anger out to identifying the emotion but not identifying with it. Awareness is obviously the first step, being aware of this, but where's a good place for them to begin that practice so that instead of falling into that trap of all of those negative feelings that attract more negative emotions that send you into this spiral for something that's so small like missing a train, how can they begin to practice so that when things happen, they can also make that decision like you did and not have to go into that deep spiral? I think it begins with realizing where your focus is when you're in that zone of anger or frustration. So if you think about it, when you're angry, you're often focusing on the emotion of anger maybe or the object of anger. So whatever created the anger in you. So in that case, like in my example, I was thinking, how stupid it was to watch the train leave while I was sipping my coffee. And my mind was focusing on the stupidity that I did not calculate at an earlier station the train would leave early. I thought about it, but didn't really act upon it. It was just like this abstract thing. Oh, yeah, we need to consider that. And it was gone as a thought. And my thoughts were focusing on the the train and what to do now, the frustration, the unknown, and the stupidity of that not thinking and calling it stupid and other things. But as I noticed what I was doing, the first thing I did, and everyone can do this, is to switch their attention to what's happening to them right then, to their bodies and what's happening to them emotionally. Like, where is the anger? I felt the anger in my chest, but maybe you do in your stomach, maybe you do in your hands. What is it like to feel it? Is it hot? Is it cold? Is it sharp? Is it soft? Is it blurry? What color would it be if you were to give it this a color? And these are not actually distractions. You know, I'm not asking you to distract yourself from anger, but I'm asking you to disidentify yourself from anger. So just see your anger, which is not you. Because if it was you, you couldn't report it. The fact that you can report on your anger says that there's a reporter separate than the anger. So if you can describe your anger, if you know that there is anger in your stomach or you feel it in your stomach or your hands are shaking or maybe you're kind of feel some energy, wants to go through your arms or something, any sensation, any emotion will tell you that what you're experiencing is an emotion, but you are not that emotion. And that is, I think, the first step to this separation from the emotion and not suppression. The emotion is welcome, anger, frustration, whatever you feel, but just notice that it's something passing by. It's there right now and it won't be there in two hours. Like if you ask me to be angry about that event right now, oh God, it will be so hard for me because the emotion is gone. You know, maybe by using some acting technique, I could get myself angry trying to remember, but I would need, you know, 20 minutes. 
because the emotion is not there. Yet when we are choking in that emotion, when the emotion so is active, it feels like that's it. We forget the temporariness of the emotion. Do you think it would be a good practice for people who are if they're just starting this to actually spend some time with themselves? Because you've done that at length, but just it doesn't have to be at length. Maybe just take an hour, maybe journal a little bit, write yourself a letter, talk to yourself internally, get to know yourself a little bit so you can begin to create a relationship with yourself to become friends with yourself instead of just showing up and having that inner dialogue when things go bad and jumping to that place. Whereas if you spend some time with yourself on a conscious, regular basis, you can begin to cultivate those feelings and those emotions so that when, you know, we all react, we all have reactions that, you know, we can't control in the moment when things happen. But if we create, you know, if you like when you're with your best friend, if you're with a stranger, you're probably going to react differently than if you're with your best friend. So if you can create that type of relationship within yourself, it may be the difference between the reaction being one way or being another way. Do you think that's a good place that some people can start and cultivate a relationship internally with themselves? Yeah, very good point, Mario. The best way to cultivate a relationship with yourself is to meditate. It's basically the equivalent of getting to know someone. How do we get to know people? Well, we listen to them. We listen to their stories. We listen to their feelings. We are there for them. We are present with them. And when you do this for yourself, it's called meditation. You sit down there quietly and just see what's happening in your mind, what kind of thoughts are passing, what kind of feelings are passing through your heart, and what kind of sensations are visiting your body. This meditation is for me that just seeing what's happening to me, what I'm thinking. It's just like observing the observer. Usually throughout the day, I am the observer. I observe you through the camera right now. I hear some background noise on my end. You're hearing my voice. It's just like we are observers, observe objects and sensations. But then there is this capacity of observing the observer. And if you sit down there quietly, just you can do this right now. It doesn't have to be a certain posture or anything. You can do this walking down the street and ask yourself, what am I feeling right now in my chest? What kind of sensations and feelings are currently visiting me? And then what am I feeling right now in my guts? And it may take some time for you to catch these sensations and emotions because generally we don't visit these places in our bodies. But slowly you will feel more and more. But they're always there. When you start feeling them, you may wonder where they come from. The thing is, They've been there all the time, but you haven't been connecting with those sensations and emotions. And then go back to your mind. What am I thinking and feeling and sensing right now? The sounds, the colors, the lights, the thoughts, the plants, the imaginations. 
all the fiction dialogues we may have with partners, family members, everything. Everything is welcome because I am listening to this new friend of mine called me. That was awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, meditation is a great, great way to connect. And I think about doing things for myself that leads to that. Like I love float therapy and I've talked about it before. And I love to go there and get in that pod where there's no noise. There's no, it feels like you're just in blackness and you're by yourself for an hour. No one disturbs you. It's relaxing, but you can really listen to yourself. And you have no choice but to listen to yourself because you put yourself in that environment. And I always come away with something new. And to be able to, in between that, spend 10, 20, 30, an hour with myself and just sit there and go over, you know, who I am, what are my emotions, getting to know yourself. It's such a valuable practice and it's something that you come away with. And as you said, when you do that and you get to know yourself and you really get to respect and love yourself, you show up differently when things go wrong, when those your reactions become way different because you have the capability like you have, Ela, that you've created to identify it but not identify with it and to actually choose how you want to react in the moment, which reactions just happen. But the more you practice and the more you spend time with yourself, the more you get to know yourself, the more you can choose your reaction so that you actually get the outcomes that you want to get rather than allowing circumstance to dictate the way you show up and what you experience. Very nicely said, Mario. So I, is there anything that you'd like to leave with listeners as before we sign off and uh, rejoin everyone in February? Maybe consider how you could be better friends with yourself. What exactly do you need right now that you can ask from yourself to provide that? Is it support? Is it understanding? Is it compassion? What is it that you need and how can you give yourself that? And if you'd like to share with us your answers to those or what comes from this exercise of getting to know yourself more, becoming a better friend, you can email us. We'd love to hear from you. Podcast at peacefullies.com is where you can do that. You can also keep up with the podcast and all things peacefullies at peacefullies.com. That is the website. Ela, once again, thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure. I've learned so much. I can't wait to go spend some time with myself after this. And uh, I look forward to speaking with you again real soon. Thank you, Mario. And thank you for listening, everyone. For Ela Crane, I'm Mario Pareca. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you on the very next episode of the Peaceful Ease Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Peaceful Ease Podcast. If this episode resonated with you, please share it with friends and family. Remember, the bigger the support, the more fun the journey becomes. If you'd like to get in touch with Ela, you can reach out to her at peacefulease.com. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Until next time, be kind to yourself.